and welcome to the Road to 2024 podcast. I am your host, Robbie. We have a special episode today. I interview Republican presidential candidate Steve Laffey. Laffey was kind enough to take some time out of his busy schedule at New Hampshire to discuss why he's running and the impact of this election on young people like us. We are joined by Steve Laffey, a presidential candidate running in the Republican primary. He's a f- the former mayor of Cranston, Rhode Island. He graduated magna cum laude from Bowdoin College, later attended Harvard Business School. He also ran for the United States Senate in Rhode Island in 2006 in the Republican primary, and he lives in Fort Collins, Colorado. Thank you for joining the Road to 2024 podcast. Uh, so my first question is, where are you right now? I am in New Hampshire. I'm in Manchester, New Hampshire. Uh, I moved here uh, four days ago and I'm staying here. It's 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 how we're going to get through, we're going to break through this chasm. Uh, and, and the reason I'm running is that the other people running and the people that you've had to deal with as uh, your parents simply refuse to directly confront these problems that are so enormous now that if we don't in the next couple of years, we really won't have America. So what problems are you are you financial yeah, problems? Yeah, financial problems. Sixty one okay. trillion dollars Social Security unfunded liability, twice the national debt that is not being even talked about. Donald Trump, a candidate, says he doesn't want to touch it. Nikki Haley doesn't have anything to say. The progressives on the left want to raise your taxes up the Yazoo and they don't even want to solve it when they do that. At SteveLaffey.com. I went to get advice from the world-renowned expert, BU senior professor Larry Kotlikoff, and his plan is up there, and it takes $61 trillion of unfunded liability to zero. That's the plan we need. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the main reason why you are running for president? That's the main right? reason. There are other okay. problems. We've okay. got a Federal Reserve that has taken the, the, the middle-class savers' money away from them for 12 years. Caused recessions, kept rates too low, too long, didn't know we were going to have inflation. You're heading to the University of Chicago. They're going to teach you what 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 causes inflation. It's MV equals PQ. Mm-hmm. Money times the velocity of money equals a nominal GDP. You're going to actually learn that if you haven't, because you would then be better equipped to handle the Federal Reserve Board and be on it than the people on it now who keep talking about supply chain things. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a total bullface lie. But, Robert, we, we just need to back up for a second. Yeah. Because I'm running because I'm the only person who's a financial expert. I'm, I'm a Harvard Business School graduate. I worked at a financial firm. It was extraordinarily successful. Over five years, I was the best stock picker in America at Morgan Keegan. We sold the firm at the peak of, its, uh, at the, peak of the market under my direction. I became the mayor of a bankrupt city and engineered the fastest and most rapid financial turnaround in America's history with a bond rating went up eight notches in three and a half years. You're not going to meet anybody like this. And when you get the other people on or their staff members, you need to ask them what they will do about these significant problems, because the real problem is old people my age and older have totally hosed, to use your vernacular, young people. Mm-hmm. And it has to stop now. And if it doesn't, well, I, I've been the only person talking about this and has been right for years, whether it's been China, the Federal Reserve, and what's going to happen with Social Security and things of that nature. And that's why I'm running, because we only have a couple of years. Mm-hmm. It's and, that and, serious. Yeah, no, no. And are, so these plans, right, 
Is this this is something that would have they're to be all passed. at SteveLaffey.com. Yeah. All five, no one else has a plan. Donald Trump has no plan. Yeah. Nikki Haley yeah. has no plan. They have they have nothing on their website but send them money. Mm-hmm. So it's SteveLaffey.com, hit the issues button, and you'll see five plans. And there'll be more, five exacting plans of how to fix this death cycle that we're in as a country. So you know, you meant you mentioned this, and how much how are you going to be able to convince the other candidates on the stage, the Republican primary electorate, that this is the right way to go? Maybe for people I'm looking at my younger generation who may who may not understand all these uh, these financial issues and, and the long term. What's how are you going to reach these voters and convince them that this is the way to go? I'm doing it right here. We we do it all day long. It just mm. grows and grows. I mean, yeah. uh, how there's something called the internet. We're using yes. it, right? Yes, yes. All right. So that's how we do it. It's not 1973, right? This is how we do it. And and the other difference that people will come to see is that I'm the only person running down this lane. I'm the only person on a highway. Just picture a highway. Mm-hmm. I'm the only person giving you a complete solution to a problem. Yeah. Financial problem. But by the way, you you must know, you're in high school, but you yes. know there's a problem with Social Security, right? Yes, yes. You know there's a national debt problem, right? Yes. All right. So, sure. so how do I convince you? How about going to my website and saying, whoa, this son of a gun knows what he's talking about. Yeah. I'm joking around. He's got six kids. He's got the most kids. They all do really well. So he must know something about education since he taught the top finance course at the University of Rhode He educated kids in public schools, Montessori schools. He personally homeschooled three kids when his daughter had cancer. Oh, he must know something about healthcare. His daughter had stage four neuroblastoma. He must know something about the five to seven million dollars of bills that crossed his desk. Right. He must know something about these topics. Now, he's not a governor right now. He's not a senator right now. And if that's the gig, we are finished, Robbie. Yeah. We repeat, if that's the gig for the future, if we're going to elect like Joe Biden, the best known person who's been around for the longest time, we are finished. And you might as well skip college and save the tuition and buy, and get your parents to buy as much gold as possible. <laughs> I, by the way, I'm never joking about this. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm yeah. Dead serious. That's why I'm running. Because yeah. you people, you young people, by the way, you're, only, you're not even paying the Social Security. What does it feel like to be 35 years old, making a hundred grand, knowing that you're putting in over six grand, your employer's putting over six grand. So they're putting in 12 grand of your money and you know, you're not going to get it. That must be the worst feeling. Yeah. That's why I'm running. Understood for sure. And so you mentioned your experience. You're trying to pitch yourself as the candidate who has all the more human experience than just, you know, say a. Uh, former governor like Nikki Haley, you've had the experience with healthcare running a financial uh, organization, a successful one. And you've had the experience also as an executive, as a mayor. So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to focus on this for now. Like specifically, how is your experience as an executive, as a mayor of Cranston, Rhode Island? How do you think that's going to translate to the office of the president, president of the United States, where obviously there's much, much more people, uh, that you're going to have to govern over. Yeah, it's the same process. I have a unique ability proven in the private and the public sector to put the right people in the right job at the right time. I could give you an example. We're going to run out of time. I could go. Over, and you could, By the way, you could look up any article about me 
and you won't find one that says I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. You won't find one person who said how I fixed Cranston, how what we did at Morgan Keegan. People would say they didn't like me. There's some people don't like me. I get that. There's some union members, some teachers union people, some firemen in Cranston. They don't like me. But what we did was right. But it's much more important than that. Do you want someone as president who has consistently said the same thing for 20 years publicly? Yeah. I've said the same thing about communist China for 20 years publicly. I made a movie about it, Robbie. A movie. I said that they would never become a democracy, a republic, or anything like that by giving them special trade deals. Instead, I said, and made a movie about it, they would take their profits from us, build up their military, and try to destroy us. Who was right? Me? Yes. Marco Marco Rubio? No. (laughs) No, right? Nikki Haley? Nope. Donald Trump? No. So, by the way, and this is the big thing you have to ask, young people need to ask themselves. Does it matter that you're right? When you get when you when you do your career, Robert, you young people do your career, it's going to matter in the private sector that you're right. In the public sector, we, the collective, we have to make sure that it matters that they're right. Why do all the members of the Federal Reserve who said we were going to have no inflation and then transitory inflation? Why do they still have their job? Why haven't they resigned? They were off by a factor of four. If I had walked into any place, I read a trading desk, Robbie. If I had walked into the CEO and said, I just lost eight million bucks on the trading desk, I would have had my resignation. Mm -hmm. There's no shame among these people. And until you and the rest of the media, from young to old, turn on them and ask them tough questions. And and if you don't get real answers, you turn them off. We're not going to change this thing. And that's why I'm running. Got that. So. You mentioned the Federal Reserve. Yeah. What 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 ways are you going to reform the Federal Reserve? Because clearly you think that you know the Federal Reserve, its members are not are maybe too stuck in their ways and they're not making right decisions. As you as you cited, or would you appoint new members? What, what how would you go well, about you, that? Well, you follow the law, but we we've got to go in front of Congress and change them to begin to reform the Federal Reserve. We need to change their mandate. Back a long time ago, they were given a dual mandate, mm-hmm. right? And the dual mandate is sort of like you're in Algebra 1 or Algebra 2, and you're asked to solve uh, uh, two equations with three unknowns. And you sit there stumbling around for a really long time, right? They they can't possibly be in charge of inflation and then keeping employment full. You're going to learn something about the Phillips curve when you get to college. Maybe you have, you know, I mean, whether it's true or not, at some point, it's probably somewhat true. But my point is the, the Fed can only handle inflation and inflation needs to be kept at zero, zero, not two. 2% is not price stability, Robbie. Yeah. 2% means you lose half your value value every 35 years, roughly. Yeah. So, so where did they get off changing these mandates? When did they start buying the bonds in 2008? All this t- started to happen with Greenspan in the 87 crash, which I lived through. So changing that mandate will change the whole shooting match of how Congress asks, House House of Representatives and Senate. They will then be forced to stop balancing budgets, cutting spending and so forth. Until then, they have a little gig going, like a little cartoon. You're too young. You're too young to even remember. But they have a little cartoon going where the wily coyote shows up with a sheepdog. They check in and they fight all day pretending. Then they go home and check out and say, see you in the morning. 
they know that they that the Congress needs to do almost nothing and not pass any bills because the feds keeps bailing them out. My point to young people is that it's over with twenty four trillion dollars plus in borrowed money, not the national debt, which is thirty four trillion. We can't now, unless we make radical changes, ever pay back the debt. Our interest costs are going from $250 billion a year, which wouldn't be a bad idea, you know, in a budget our size, to $1.3 trillion. Where does the extra trillion come from? And by the way, the extra trillion is just to pay the interest on the debt. So this is an impossible number. Yeah. Very simple things, Robbie. Every hedge fund manager knows what I'm talking about is true. Every money manager knows what I'm talking about is true. They're all going to head for the exits at the same time. That's the problem. Like someone, ha- like a real fire, and everybody rushes to the exits. No one's rushing now. But when they rush, like in Greece and Spain in 2008, they will rush hard, and rates won't be two, three, three and a half, two, three, three and a half, twelve. And that's what's going to happen to destroy your young life financially and your future. That's why I have to run, because I'm the only person who's going to tell you this. Something that's abject, objectively true, hmm. that everybody knows is true. Why am I the only person saying this on the campaign trail? Hmm. And you're positioning yourself as as an outsider who has this background, right? And that, yeah, you're, you make a great point that um Haley and, and Trump and, and and those that have announced right now are not are completely ignoring this this huge economic issue. And um I think it's incredibly important. And now I'm hearing about it. You know, I mean like I haven't obviously you've not had the same media attention as Haley and Haley and Trump. Uh but I've been on Good Morning America. I'm on Newsmax last week. Yeah, okay, okay. okay. I, I, my apologies. But yeah. I, I get I get it. Listen, and yeah. I get why. And it's, and by the way, I'm not even mad about it. It's yeah. totally fine. But 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 I but I love doing this stuff for young people. That's why when I heard about you, my wife said, You gotta go on with this guy. I said, Of course yeah. I will. Of course I will. So I, I have six kids, you know? I know what you and you seem to be a hard, studious guy. You wouldn't do this otherwise. So I wanted mm-hmm. to see if I could help you out. And um, but this is what it's all about. Yeah, you know like giving back at some point but if if uh, by the way i'd be totally happy if someone announced who was had more money and whatever and said you know what laffy's right at least i'm just take two issues yeah yeah i, I don't need to be the president I, I actually do if no one else does it so i can help you but yeah. i can go back to my farm i don't have to work anymore i, I checked out in my 30s as far as making money <laughs> I, I was blessed I, I was a very poor kid who checked out i'm not the richest guy in the world I never wanted to be. I was. I want just so you know. I wanted to have enough money so I could say, well, I can't say this on radio or podcast, but 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 I'm not doing that. I'm only doing this. And that's when I got there. I, I just did a lot of things like make a movie, be a mayor. You know, yeah. most people thought a guy my age, in fact, when I ran for mayor, what what are you doing? You should be running for governor. I said, well, the people of Cranston need me. It's where I grew up, and the place is, has the lowest bond rating in America, and I got to fix it. It's where I grew up. I had a troubled family and, and the people in the neighborhood took care of me. The public schools back then were good. So I did that. If that's something to apologize for, I don't know what to say about it. If some people said, where have you been? By the way, some of these news people. Yeah. I'm like, where have I been? My daughter had sta- has stage four neuroblastoma cancer. So from 2015, May 29, 2015, I started homeschooling three little kids. If you want to see what I can do, look at them. 12-year-old kid admitted to Colorado State University, the youngest one ever admitted. I got a high school junior that's, that's who's, a college, who's a college sophomore. 
so right? She's running really for vice amazing. president of a 29,000 person school. So the results are in. Yeah, I you have the educate. results. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I got six really good kids. There's not going to be any, any crazy moments on the campaign. Yeah. And if I have to just go out <laughs> and hang out with them, I but I would I have my, my son, my other son graduated at the age of 20, went as good as JD MBA. He's an assistant district attorney over in Alaska. So it's right. like they're helping. I yeah. got the black sheep of the family went to Columbia University. That's my oldest. He's a he's an economics major, a computer science major out of Columbia. He's got a big job in LA. He does well. So this is what I want to get across to you. Yeah. I want kids to succeed. Let me ask you a question about education. Why do you think that the federal government doesn't take the best algebra one teacher and for free put it right on the government website every 15 minutes? You could listen to a, a, a lecture. You could see the graphs. You could see Y equals MX plus B. You could see the slope. Why don't it be free? Yeah. Instead of what we see in places like Detroit, Denver, any city where the cost to educate a kid and a and not get a good education is over twenty one thousand dollars. It yeah. can literally be done for free going forward. But they refuse to do so because of why massive teachers unions that shouldn't exist. Another thing I shouldn't say, but it's true anyway. No, no, I mean, you, you seem extremely well-rounded as a person to address these issues. And and you've proven the results, and it's it's really great to see. I'm glad that you're running. Um, Thank you. So last few uh, last last real question here is: What are the next few months kind of look like for your campaign? I did I did read you're staying in New Hampshire. Like that's you're you're gonna ride it out there. But is there any goals you're trying to meet specifically? You you gotta for everything. This is for young people again. You gotta have a business plan. Yeah. So I became friends with Herman Cain, who you might not remember, but was yes. a great man. Yeah. He he broke through the chasm in 2011 with his 999 plan. And again, you're not talking to Al- Al- Alexander Graham Bell. I'm not an inventor. I wish I was. But I'm a I'm a I'm a unusual financial expert businessman who again takes best practices and drives them home. Whether it's in Cranston, in the private sector, in my family, that's what I do. And so what I want to get across to you all is that. This stuff actually has to happen. And if it doesn't, we're all in deep doo-doo. Now, for the next three months, my goal is to stay here in New Hampshire, generally speaking. I could go anywhere to give a speech, you know, that kind of stuff. But to break through the chasm in a poll here. Yeah. Right? Break through the ceiling and then have everybody say, whoa, what happened? This guy's really doing stuff. Now, I'm from Rhode Island, just to talk about why I'm not in Iowa, let's say, right? That's a caucus state. This is a primary. I was educated just over the border of New Hampshire at Bowdoin College, just south of here at Harvard Business School. I have friends everywhere here. This is really I'm, I'm the only Yankee in the race. Right. Yeah. So and I'm in Yankeeville. I'm in I'm in New England. So it's a better place to do this. It's a well thought out business plan. And some of it was advised to me by Herman Cain back when I when I used to meet with when I met with him and, and knew him. That's great. Um any any last last words for the audience? Any any uh... you young people? Yes. You young people have to, when you hear this podcast, call your father, call your mother, call your aunt, call your grandpa, say, grandpa, why did you hose me? I just heard this guy laughing. There's no money left in the coffers for me. Why don't you look at his plans and see if we can fix it so I could get social security so we wouldn't have inflation. So the public schools can go the way of the dodo bird. We can get people more money. There's huge margins. And so we can stop China. Why don't we do that, Grandpa? Because you totally destroyed me. You guys are in the worst generation. Someone make that phone call and see what the reaction is. There's no money left for you, Robbie. That's 
tr- truly fascinating. And I really appreciate you coming yeah. on to the Roach 2024 podcast. Um, best yeah, of luck. I, I, look, I, like, I love talking to young. This, is make, this makes me happy. So <laughs> even if I don't win, it's happy. We can do this again in three months if you want to see where I am. But, of course, uh, yeah. Uh, but by the way, see if you can get anybody else on who's a candidate. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm trying my best. And you you're, the, you're doing you're great. One. This is great yeah. for you. Keep yeah. going. Thank you. I love to see it. All right. Anyway, right. God bless. Hi, everyone. It's Robbie here. We want to thank Mr. Laffey for coming on the pod. He's an intriguing candidate with a truly stunning resume, and we'll be sure to keep a close eye on him as the campaign progresses. Hopefully, like Mr. Laffey mentioned, he can break through a poll in New Hampshire so the national audience can hear more about his amazing story. If you want to learn more about Steve Laffey, you can visit him at stevelaffey.com. As my co-host Sam has mentioned in the last episode, we extend an open invitation to all presidential candidates to come on this podcast and discuss their viewpoints and reasons why they are running. And just a reminder, if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, feel free to contact us on Twitter at PodRoad2024, where we post our episodes as well as some exciting content. You can also email us at roadto2024pod at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at roadto2024pod.com. As a reminder, we will be releasing our weekly recap episode on Monday, as always. Thanks for listening.